are you ready? Ready to transform your life and step into the person that you say you want to be. Ready to stop talking and start doing. I'm Ange, a health and fitness coach. And I'm Ashley, a Reiki master and energy healer. And we are here to help you do exactly that. And you're busy. We get that because we are too. But even with the challenges and chaos, you deserve and can live a life full of absolute joy, happiness, and purpose. We want you to join us in taking radical responsibility so that you can take everything in your life to that next level. Have the best sex of your life. Live in a body that you love. Let go of worry and stress. And live in total alignment. Your happier, healthier, and amazing life is waiting for you. Let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Transform Your Life podcast. Angela, how are you, my dear? I'm doing awesome, girl. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. My heart is in a good spot right now. How about you? It's good. We are like, what are we, a couple days out from the photo shoot right now? And like, it's like, everybody's pushing really hard. I'm so freaking proud of them. Everybody's like a little bit hungry and like, I was going to say, are you hungry? (laughs) I'm, you know what? I'm coasting. I'm literally, I, I, this whole year I've went back and forth in my brain of like track macros, try to diet. (laughs) Cause that's just the old me used to do all that shit all the time. And then every single time I try to do it the way I used to do it, literally my intuition is like, nah. No, girl, do not do that. Because it literally puts me back into patterns of feeling like feeling like I can only have certain portions when really I've been eating very intuitively and just kind of like going with the flow, working out really hard some days, not working out really hard other days. And it's all it's better for me mentally. And I think it's also better for me physically. So, So I actually feel pretty good. And I also feel like really good at the fact that I'm not going crazy town because I feel like sometimes I want to go like it's like oh it's it's next weekend so I should go a little crazy and yeah like I mildly increased my cardio a little bit and was a little bit more mindful about food but nowhere near like the crazy town that even even the one in the fall I was like 90 minutes of cardio morning and night and like yeah pretty low calories for a little bit there but I also yeah I feel like I was feeling like well you had a baby and this is your first photo shoot post COVID and like because we had canceled like a million photo shoots so I was feeling like that extra pressure right um but yeah no I'm I'm coasting but and everybody's looking fabulous so it's amazing and so I also, I'm not doing the photo shoot guys, but, um, Ange, Ange does my program for me and we've just switched it up. I just messaged her not too long ago and Ange, are you okay if I share kind of what that looks like? Oh, hell yeah, girl. Hell yeah. yeah so it's based on my human design and Ange kind of dove in on all the aspects of that piece and, it turns out because I messaged you and I was just like, oh, girl, I'm really struggling to get my workouts in. I always did because in my brain, I'm like, no, you've got four workouts a week. You've got 120 minutes of cardio. You can do this. But it was like Sunday at two when I'd be like getting that last workout in and I'd still have lots of cardio. And I'm just like, oh, I felt like I was really unmotivated. So I just messaged her and she's like, let's take a look at your chart. 
So we looked at my chart and she's like, oh my gosh, girl, you need more flexibility. You need to be able to choose. Cause that's what I was finding. I was doing, I would start one workout. I would do like two parts of this one. And then I'd pull from another one. So I'd have like three workouts half started all like working up to like 20 to 30 minutes of an actual workout based on my schedule. And I would get them all done, but I was still pulling. I wasn't just like committing to one. And so I'm on a different program now with Ange in that I just have like this big bucket of workouts and I am working away at them intuitively throughout the week. So yeah, I suddenly feeling a lot better. Oh my gosh. Like some weeks I'm like, Ooh, girl, you, uh, you really didn't uh, crush it. And then this week I'm like, I am just on fire. And so I feel like there's this like ebb and flow that wasn't there before. Right. I never did more than I ever had to do before because I was just like, no, this is all I have to do. This is what I'm doing. Um, and I never did less. Whereas I feel like now I'm really leaning into that cyclical living that we've talked about where there's going to be weeks where I feel really um, like in the winter stage of just kind of wanting to hibernate, go within myself to just enjoy food a little bit more and just not have that like Guilt isn't the right word, but just that, oh, I need to get this done. Or it's just, there's an ease to it. And then there's going to be other weeks where like, oh my gosh, I did six workouts and an extra, you know, 60 minutes of cardio because I wanted to and because I felt compelled to. So yeah, I'm really loving the cyclical living in the way that I eat, in the way that I move my body. And for me, it's really it's helped me become a lot more present, if that makes sense, because I'm not like, oh, I have a window of time. I need to do this. When those windows of time come up and the kids are like, let's go outside. I'm not like, no, I got to do my workout and no guilt or shame if that is where you're at, because I have been there and you've got to do what you've got to do. But I can lean in and go, do I need to do a workout? And do I want to do a workout? Because sometimes I do. I'm like, no, mom's got to do a workout. And other times I'm like, yeah, go get some fresh air and run around with your kids in the grass and just like, let that, I must get this done. That rigidity, that's the word, that sense of rigidness that was there has really let go. So it feels good. And honestly, it balances out. And I would say sometimes I'm doing a bit more. <laughs> like it's, yeah. It's almost a bit of that like reverse psychology. It's kind of like when you pull your food and you're like, you can only have this. But like then when you kind of give yourself a little bit of that like freedom, it's kind of like you capitalize, right? It's kind of like if you give yourself permission to eat the cake, right? It's like you kind of don't always want to eat the cake because you've never really like said you You don't even really like cake, maybe. Yeah. Exactly. But when somebody tells you you can't have it, you're going to damn well eat six pieces as soon as you fall off that wagon kind of thing. Exactly. So it's yeah. kind of that, which I feel, yeah, that's. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and we both, we've, we've done the four tendencies, right? Yeah. And we both know that we have a rebel tendency as well. So as yeah. soon as somebody tells you, you must do something, there's a little bit of a, oh, I don't want to, I want to choose. Right. And so now it's funny because I'm like, <laughs> I really resisted them before and now I'm choosing to do more, which is mm-hmm. kind of hilarious that my, 
Just My little rebel is, is burning a hole through this one. Makes me laugh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I do have a funny question for you. And I don't know. Well, you'll have the answer, I'm sure. But my one arm is larger and stronger than the other. It's my right because I'm right hand dominant. My husband is always like joking because we we flex back and forth and we just joke back and forth. And anytime I flex my left arm, he calls it my chicken wing. Like he's like, it is so piddly in comparison to your right. And it's not that piddly, but it's in comparison. Yeah, I guess it is. Anyways, and I'm wondering, what do you do when you see an imbalance of muscle growth or loss in somebody? Because um, I work at, like, it's not like I lift a 15 pound weight with my left hand and a 20 pound weight with my right. I'm not actively working one out more than the other. That's because you have children, right? Ah. Yes, I hold them around on the one side is why there's overdevelopment and you have three children. So that's why it would have had all of those years since the birth of Felix. Think about how many times you swung that damn freaking car seat with that one arm, right? Oh, so one me. side will yes. become... Um, yeah, oh, will sense. totally become overdeveloped. So this is what I generally suggest for imbalances. You generally have to do extra sets on the weaker side, you might even not do any sets on the right side. You might literally like just let that guy chill for a while. Just every time you have bicep curls or like shoulder presses or anything, you literally don't do anything. If it's really imbalanced, I'll tell people don't even train it. If it's like only a tiny bit imbalanced, then I would suggest, okay, don't go heavier on that side and don't do extra volume on that side, but you still have to do the extra volume on the, um, on the weaker side. So let's say four sets, five sets, more weight, more volume, just to kind of get it back into balance. And gotcha. generally, um, yeah, anything that you're training in your arms, biceps, triceps, shoulders. Yeah. I would say for right now, girl, if it's really imbalanced, just Nick's doing anything on the right, but like maybe you'll okay. still, still probably do like push-ups and shit like that, unless you're ready for one armed push-ups, but no. uh, <laughs> Not on this little chicken leg. <laughs> but yeah, no, and that's, it's so common with moms. The other thing that really happens for moms that's really interesting is the way that they, they always put, um, well, the weight, they put their kid on one hip, right? So they're like putting the weight on that one hip. So it just makes that there's imbalances in the size of one glute. So oh. what will happen is, and it might even be a lazy glute. So girls will go and they'll go to train. They'll be like, my left ass cheek just won't turn on. Like it won't like fire. It's literally like a sleepy glute. And so that's, again, one of those things from being moms. And it's not from the pregnancy. It's from the periods afterwards in which you are carting around little humans you will create those imbalances in your body um because you just when you were talking about as soon as you said it's because you have kids you have three of them and I thought of it like holding them on my hip and I have my right hip is so I don't know if tight is the right word but it's so it feels different like just the way that I have to stretch I can't sit and podcast for an hour to just like not move, not restretch it, not, and I've only noticed this recently more so because I'm doing yoga and that's helped immensely, but I'm also, 
I have set a new goal to learn to do the splits by the end of the year. Not learn, but like stretch enough to actually do that. So my one side is like I scoot right down, not right down, let's be real, but I get down. <laughs> I I'm, not, I'm not there yet. Um, but the other side, I'm like, oh my God. And so just when you said that, because I'm like, why is this hip so tight and it's oh, exactly what it is girl yeah ah, amazing thank you for the and a lot of it honestly I want to say like you can correct it a tiny bit but often when you're grabbing your kids you can be mindful as much as you want to be but you're gonna forget there's gonna be times when you just grab your kids you're not thinking about it and at this point you've been doing it for like almost seven years right so it's like yeah. you're it's gonna take a while to correct it it's not impossible to correct it, but until your kids are out of that stage of like carrying them around, like it is kind of tricky, right? Like, yeah. Oh, I'm for sure I'm not going to try to. I'm not going to, yeah, I'm probably not going to train my left arm and not my right. And I'm probably going to just keep picking up my kids, but it's nice to know. I would say like, I needed it for my own knowledge base to be like, well, that's why, like, you know, when the light bulb goes up, you're like, oh, I've had that. So thank you. You're welcome, girlie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That is good. All right. So, what are we talking about tonight? Astrology. Mm-hmm. Right, girl? Yeah, let's do I, it. We uh, are an awakening or a, a message you sent me. Um, so, well, yeah, let's tell our audience about uh, what you've been learning about. Oh, okay. So, I, I had this awakening, but I think some people are already very awake to this. And if you're not, you're just like me and that's okay. But if you are, then um, you'll be like, oh, Ashley, get your life together, which is also okay. But I, Ange and I talk about horoscopes a lot. We often refer to our horoscopes. We get a lot of clarity from our horoscopes. And it's a big part of the way that we show up in our lives and it gives us more insight. Cool. We all have a horoscope and most of you probably know what yours is. We all know what our sign is, right? But I have just discovered and learned that we all have a moon sign and we also have a rising sun or an ascending sun. It means the same thing. It means the sun was rising sign. So you actually have three components that make up your personality. And so, and you have it, I think, in front of you. I'm happy to share it because I've been learning about it, but you have the actual definitions in front of you for the moon, the rising sun, and your sun sign. Do you want to just share those with us? Absolutely. Absolutely. So your sun sign is your identity, your ego, your life force, and your core. And so generally when somebody talks about their Zodiac and talks about like when they were born, their birthday, when they look it up, that would generally be the, um, that would generally be the sun. And then if you're looking at the moon, the moon represents your soul, your emotions, your feelings, and your inner world. So when it comes to the moon, like the sun is really bright in the sky, you can see, whereas the moon is really that like beacon that guides us into the night. So the moon is kind of like tapping into your inner world, your feelings, your emotions. And wouldn't you say it's kind of like the way that you view yourself? Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then with the rising sign, this is described as being your mask, maybe that social personality, um, your outward. So this is kind of like what people view you as. So, um, so basically, it's kind of that mask that you wear with the world, and it can kind of give you perspective on maybe the way that you're showing up and what people are seeing in their interactions with you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So those awesome. are the three there. So yeah. with that being said, we looked up ours and we just kind of wanted to share that with you guys. And we invite you, if you just Google it, if you just look up your sun, moon and rising signs, you'll be able to figure out what the three are and then be able to look at how that collectively goes together. And this kind of explains why like one Taurus may be very different than another Taurus, right? Because their sun, moon and rising sign could be very different. Um, Whereas if you have a lot of the sameness in your chart, it might be very obvious to you that you are like very blatantly that sign, your sun sign through and through just based on the elements of the other signs. So let's dive into yours first girl. So your sun sign is Aquarius. What is your moon and your rising? Awesome. Okay. So my moon is Capricorn and my rising is Taurus. And so my, my sun sign Aquarius is actually, it's interesting because for a long time I thought she, I was water, but she's actually the water bearer is what the sign shows up as, but she's earth. I'm or not earth, sorry, air. My other two are earth elements. So it's interesting, the like grounding piece, which is like, I think of like root chakra, and then you think of air, which takes you right up to the very top, which is like your crown and your third eye chakra. And so it's kind of interesting, just like that I've got these really two grounding things on either side of me, but the part of me that is actually me is that Aquarius piece. And yeah, Um, so do you want me to share what kind of shows up with each of those because I'd love love for you to share that with them. They're like a little bit opposite. So it explains like some of the fuckiness that goes through my brain. Um, One thing before I dive in on that, that I do want to just, if you are searching your moon sign, your rising sun, and you probably know your sun sign, um, type in behind whatever you type in like moon or rising sun calculator, just because I struggled to find mine for quite some time, but it actually requires your birth time or close to that birth time. And so just putting in calculator after I found to really just make it so much easier. I struggled for probably a day and a half being like, I know these exist and why can't I find mine? And then um, I was pulling them up later and I just typed in like calculator, um, like moon sign calculator. And it was like, bing, bang, boom. So just so you don't have to struggle through it like I did. Perfect. Anyways, so the Aquarius, which is my sun sign, which is who I am. And um, yeah, so I'll just go to, this is the part that really like stood out to me. Everything you do, your sign is the oddball of the Zodiac. Everything you do sets you apart, pushing everyone around you outside their comfort zones to think and look at things in ways they never have before. So Aquarius traits, brilliant, rebellious, self-aware, fair, logical, opinionated, revolutionary, catalyzing, unique. And they talk about um, my sign actually rules friendship, astrologically speaking. 
Um, but still, you prefer to keep friends in the acquaintance zone, which means you get to enjoy all the social interaction without having to deal with any deep feelings. Group dynamics are much more comfortable for you than one-on-one -on -one friendships because you get to connect with the most people and have a lot of ways out if someone tries to push you into a conversation or interaction that's a little too close for you. So it's interesting because I would say that's accurate. I have close friends, but I I keep a lot of people in that acquaintance zone. I'm not, if, if I'm close to you, I'm very close to you, I guess is the best way to describe it. Um, but interestingly enough, those one-on-one -on -one relationships show up big time in my work. Mm, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right? It's just kind of interesting because I see that, but I, and they don't necessarily show up in my work as much, um, or sorry, in my friendships, but more so in my work. And yeah, I need my space and freedom. You try to, to stay away from sticky emotional situations that require you to reveal your feelings, fears, and vulnerabilities. Um, <laughs> instead, you find the greatest connection with lovers who ideas, thoughts, and values are just like yours. You have impeccably high standards for yourself and anyone who wishes to take a special place in your life. It can be hard for others to live up to your expectations. But when you find someone who's just as driven, aware, and passionate about the world as you are, you know you've met your match. Interesting. Yeah, so that's, yeah, so that's just like my Aquarius. That's my sun sign. My Capricorn, this is interesting because it talks about my sun sign being very like rebellious and spontaneous. And then you go to my Capricorn and also uh, my Taurus sign. Capricorn moon people are logical, methodical, and practical. Their sense of humor has a very dry quality to it. They can make others laugh, but they often don't find themselves very funny. They may seem like no-nonsense overachievers at first glance. Um, these individuals aren't afraid to work hard to achieve their goals. They tend to think ahead and feel as though they're always prepared for what comes next in life. They feel responsible for making the world a better place, and they believe they owe it to themselves and their family to accomplish as much as possible with their lives. They aren't likely to be very good at taking it easy. They are hardworking, organized, risk-adverse, practical, patient, pessimistic, pressure-prone, loyal. And it's interesting because there's a bunch in there that I'm like, huh, I don't feel I'm very patient. I'm not adverse to risks, I wouldn't say. I struggle to be organized. Um, yeah, and then there's, a, and I, I don't feel like I'm pessimistic. So, yeah. So that's my, my moon sign. And then my rising So your sign. moon, though. Yeah. Your moon, that's interesting. Because if you're thinking about, your moon is Taurus, right? No, my moon is Capricorn. That was everything I just read, which oh. sounds a lot like a Taurus. Mm. That's because they're both earth. They're both earth. Yeah, they're both earth elements. But you know what? Maybe like you're saying that and you know, kind of like, I'm just thinking your inner world and your intrusive thoughts and your ah, and yeah. your like that whole inner world, that whole shit of that's going on inside of you that you're like, oh, I don't know if anybody oh. like. I'm yeah. really think maybe that's connected for you, babe. Like oh, all of that. So the shadow work. That's the shadow work. That's the inner oh. stuff. That's the emotions that are showing up. And you're like, well, it's not really me, but interesting, oh. right? Right. Yeah. Actually, probably you're right. Because it's your um, inner spirit. It's your inner spirit, not really 
Yes. What and anybody would really ever see. So just, just something to think about. And interesting. So I would say I'm not an organized person mm-hmm. and it bothers me that I'm not organized, like that I'm not just innately organized. Some people like really, truly are. But it says here, some may see these individuals as control freaks. And I wouldn't say I'm a control freak, um, but the truth is they feel there is a place for everything and there's nothing wrong with that. So it's interesting because I do feel that way. And that's why I feel like I'm not organized is because I'm like, oh, this closet is a disaster, right? Because I want everything to have its place and I want it to be tidy and I want it to be neat. So um, the fact that I'm not organized bother and I'm actually fairly organized, but I'm not as organized as I want to be. And so that bothers me. You know, so funny because from an outside perspective, you would to most people seem really organized though. Right. Yeah, I suppose that's probably true. And I probably am. But there's certain pieces that I want it to be so organized that I feel like I'm not organized. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And it kind of goes back to how I was saying Aquarius has like really fucking high standards. Yes. (laughs) Yes, she does. She really does. Um, Okay. And then my last one, my rising sun is... um, Taurus, which is interesting because that is the same as our friend Sharina. That's her sun sign. Mm, and uh, I thought that was yeah. really interesting too. Yeah, I thought it was kind of neat that uh, we showed up in similarities there. Yeah, I'm gonna pull this little guy up here. Uh, it says here, born with Taurus on your ascendant, you are likely to prefer the slow and steady approach to life. Taurus is a practical and conservative sign. Wherever possible, you will feel better if moving forward in a methodical, systematic way. And I'm like, really? Is this your rising sign? Yeah. So this is essentially social personality and what people view you as. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Unless there are other more impulsive qualities in your chart, you are likely to be pragmatic and cautious. Yeah, very <laughs> <laughs> have you met me um but it's interesting because i would say that i'm not and most people would say that i'm not but i very much value that my husband who is also an earth sign he's um he's a virgo his sun sign he is very very pragmatic, very cautious, methodical, thinks things through. And I love, like, I, I value that in him. I think the reason, one of the very big reasons we work is because of that balance. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. So, so this sign is not known for its love of change. And so you may tend to avoid trying anything new until you absolutely must. You will seek comfort over risk. Therefore, life is best approached as a series of steps to be taken one by one with plenty of rest and stops along the way. So it's interesting because I think of that and I think back to like, do you remember kicking my ass into stepping into my soul? (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I do. And I was like, I was seeking comfort over risk, which is very much this sign. And then as soon as I stepped into my soul, it like, blew open in that Aquarius, highly intuitive, um, all of the things of my sun sign, which I thought was kind of neat. Just like I was seeking comfort for sure. I was like hiding behind my kids and not stepping into what I'm supposed to be doing here on earth. And then as soon as I did, it was like, boom, 
Yeah. Um, I'm likely to be fairly consistent in my views and may be considered fixed in values. Um, you may be set around ideas for the future and what you feel you need to do to get there. Um, often gives a kind, graceful, and gentle disposition. You're, uh, maybe people do view me that way. I, I'm not sure that that's I wouldn't view myself as gentle necessarily. You are likely to be peace loving, easygoing, and therefore well liked. Gardening, cooking, beauty, art, dance, or music may appeal to you. Taurus is a very aesthetic sign. You are naturally drawn to comfort, security, and harmony wherever possible. Mm -hmm. well yeah. What? Very cool. Yeah. What shows up when I read? About me to you, are you like, oh, that makes so much sense? Or are you like, whoa? Uh, yeah, I would. It's funny because I would describe you as gentle when you are like with clients and when you're with kids. Oh, and yeah. When you're in that role, absolutely. Like you are very gentle. Your way with words, your way with everything is so mm. gentle and so like, it's like magic to watch. So, that I would say is gentle, but you'll also have the other side that's like the Goliath and the like power and the like that's not gentle, the like I'm here, but I don't I, I see it more that's more like business ash, but business ash when we like have to get shit done, not when you're actually yeah. with a client or when you're with children, you know what I mean? So I could see both really. And I think that's kind of the beauty of knowing more about your sign, right? That's why we're sharing this with our listeners is we really want you to be able to pull in the parts of you that you're like, oh, that makes sense, right? Like, because I agree, I'm, I can go into let's get shit done. Let's like bang this out. Let's like hammer down. And then when you, I do, I would say that generally I'm pretty gentle I guess when you explain that I'm like oh yeah but I don't think of myself as as gentle yeah like if you were to describe yourself in three words you would not say gentle no no I would not I probably wouldn't describe you that either way but when as soon as it came out I was like that's exactly if somebody only ever saw you in that light they probably Mm -hmm. would use words like that right gentle calming nurturing um Amazing. Thank you. Um, Okay, baby, you tell us yours. We want to know. We want to know. So I have an interesting combination here. So my sun sign and my moon sign are both Sagittarius. So that means the moon is essentially my inner world. The sun is my outer world. So my inner world and my outer world emotions and soul are both Sagittarius. So there's no surprise then that what you see is what you get with me. And also Mm -hmm. that my, I don't feel conflicted. It's kind of like, yep, very clear. Both my inner world and my outer world are feeling very um, in alignment. So dive into those two. And then I also have a third fire in my chart. So my rising sign is Leo. Um, So rocking three fires. And it makes sense that I'm probably heavy dose of fire. most Uh, all right yeah so sun sign in Sagittarius so Sagittarius is benevolent and caring all right Sagittarius enjoy discussions and for this purpose they need people who interact with them they do not like listeners around them they need an opponent who 
argues with them and they want to announce their message. They need the fight. And that's why they often provoke the audience until they cannot stand them anymore. For this reason, sometimes Sagittarius people can be viewed as arrogant and boastful. Mastery is not for Sagittarius. Sagittarius straightforwardly say what they think fast as an arrow as the symbol of a Sagittarius is. They often notice when they make mistakes and want to fix them. So fast as an arrow, they go on with the next faux pas with little consideration. Of course, that does not happen to brilliant Sagittarius. They are humorous to perfection. And then the whole inexhaustible wealth of ideas that comes to the forefront. Mm, that's you, baby. Yeah. That last bit, I was like, yeah, that's you right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. When they encounter people who are inferior to them, they switch to another excellent quality, human feeling, which is paired with a great sense of justice and helpfulness. Their blunt way of speaking, the free words, and their direct open style of speaking often gives the impression that Sagittarius is capable of unbelievable deeds, and they are also. They are real summiteers with an unrestrained urge for freedom. However, the less balance can also lead to chaos because they act too imprecisely. Dumb, you can only say, and they only realize that when it's too late. People under this zodiac sign are mainly mental workers of course every human being must also be physically active sagittarius people must first inform themselves in detail and think a lot before they do something that needs to be done they are also considered crisis managers since they want to achieve a one set goal also unconditionally whereby they also find new possibilities through their numerous ideas Mm. They come to seemingly hopeless situations. They know how to mobilize their reserves and all forces to always solve the problem. Sagittarius people are always considered unique because of their zeal. People do sometimes misunderstand them. So that is my, yeah. Yeah, girl. I feel like that hits all the nails on the head. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So, yeah. So that is the sun and then the moon, baby. So the moon in Sagittarius, people with a moon in Sagittarius are optimistic, cheerful and driven by the urge to break through limits. Mm. When you are born with a moon in the sign of Sagittarius, it means you never waver due to emotionality or society's beliefs. Instead, you will always follow your internal compass. You'll notice the desire to feel comfortable and balanced through traveling, whether it be across town or to distant countries. They want to broaden your horizons to to chase your dreams and to discover where your boundaries are. With Sagittarius, Everything airs on the side of excess, from the flashy dress style to needing a change of scenery often to feel that monotony is not too near. This constant shifting and moving reinforce the internal hardwiring that freedom of movement and identifying limitations should always be a part of life. Your travel partner and your urge for freedom through independence must find a healthy balance. An (laughs) ideal relationship in your life will undertake trips to foreign countries together or always be up for spontaneous road trips. It's also essential that that the Sagittarius moon has a partner with a similar intellectual level. You tend to connect with like-spirited and academic exchanges, emotionally finding them stimulating and enriching. 
All right. That makes a lot of sense, too, I'd have to say. Amazing. Hence the podcast. (laughs) Mm. All right. Now, my rising in Leo, enthusiastic and positive. All right. Being the center of attention is where they live to shine for those with a rising sign in Leo. They love to be admired, respected, and praised by others because recognition motivates them. People with a rising sign in Leo are here to achieve something in this world. They will work really hard to shape their environment and create something meaningful. Although their ideals aim high, they go about achieving their goals with fun and positive energy. For them, life is a game and they want to be the center of it. Leo ascendants, much like Leo sons, live their lives in the moment and look to live life to the fullest. For them, there is no room or no need for self-doubt. They can sometimes be perceived as arrogant and self-centered from the outside as if the world must revolve around them. But those who have the time to get to know them know that they they can be the kindest and most loving people. At their heart, Leo ascendants are gentle kittens and have difficulty accepting or hearing criticism because it hurts them too much. Leo ascendants can excite and win over others with their visions of the future possibilities and their truly grand ideas with enthusiasm warmth and a positive attitude towards life they have the skill to motivate and lead with their self-confident charisma and they are particularly well suited for leadership positions they like to hold the reins in their hands by taking the lead in life amazing i feel like it is i think that is me to a fucking t yeah baby hundred percent oh my gosh guys yeah hundred percent so we invite you guys to look up your moon sign look up your rising sun look up if you don't know your horoscope or your zodiac sign to look that up and to just like play around with that because the more we know about ourselves the more self-aware we are the deeper we can understand and know ourselves so that when we do operate in the world, we know why we do the things we do. We know the best ways of how to do those things. And I think that gives us a lot of self-understanding, but permission to just do what works for us and not compare. Because so many of us, we live in a world where we do compare ourselves like, oh, well, I wish I was more like Ange because she can just like get up at four and she can like rock 100 minutes on the on the I was gonna say cardio machine the treadmill (laughs) and why can't I do that why can't I like I'm such a failure just based on what your sign your human design your rising sign your moon all of these components just turns out that you know what you are an evening worker outer person cool so fighting yourself to be somebody or something you're not right and I think the more we know about ourselves the more we step into who we are and why we're here on this earth absolutely and even just being able to stand in your strengths recognizing that there are weaknesses or shadows or whatever you want to describe it as you don't have to stay in those like negative parts of those signs you have the ability to stay in the positive it's just recognizing that that's in you there's nothing wrong with that like like you probably noticed from mine it was saying that like um, arrogant vain self-centered knowing that that is a tendency or knowing that that is something that's part of my shadow it's just something to be aware of it's not something that like you maybe are going to um 
be able to squash completely. It's just like part of you, but it's something that you can work on or have the awareness about so that you're saying, okay, I want to lean more into those positive qualities of my sign because those are the strengths and that's where to focus my energy, you know? Absolutely. And you can honor when you're in that place. Like, oh, I see me dipping into that place. Mm -hmm. Is this who I want to show up as? Right. Versus just kind of going through blindly. Absolutely. This is why, right? Almost like we we do it with our genetics, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's a predisposition, right? Where you are predisposed, like you have a predisposition in your genes to be overweight. Well, you don't have to be overweight just because, you know, your mom and your grandma and your grandma before that were all overweight and all your aunts are. I mean, you probably easily could, but there's, you don't have to be, but the more you know about that, the better. And the easier it is, right? So when you do catch yourself eating 16 tubs of French fries with your friend who doesn't gain weight ever, you're like, nah, I know I have a predisposition versus going, well, how come she cannot gain any weight and I can't? And you just know that there's a difference there. So honestly, the more we know about ourselves, the, the better able we are to operate in our soul and in this world from a very knowing place, right? And even just like the knowledge behind why I might want so badly to do something impulsively or rebelliously, but then afterwards or during that process, I'm like, oh God, I just need to ground or what's going on? Why did I do this? It's like, oh, that's the like toggling of my signs here. Or one wants to just like, go full force into the world, heart blown wide open. And the other one wants to like pull back, be cautious, be methodical. And it's like knowing those two things, it's like, oh, I can, I can breathe into that. I can allow both versus wishing I was one or the other. I can allow both. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Well put. But yeah. Anyways, we, yeah, we invite you guys to let us know how that goes for you guys and what your signs are and whether you agree with them or not. Um, yeah, I think that uh, rounds us up for this one. Is there anything else you want to add, Ant? No, I think that's it, guys. And have fun looking up all your stuff. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Awesome. Bye, guys. Bye.